Hello, and welcome to the Alter Everything podcast. Yes, this is a different voice than you're used to hearing. My name is Michael Cusick. I'm the senior multimedia producer here at Alteryx, and I've been here about four years. I got my start working here on the Academy team, producing the interactive lessons on community. So for those of you with a good ear, you may recognize my voice if you've taken any of those. My background is a little unorthodox for a data analytics company. I'm actually trained in animation, motion design, and general media production. So I spent the past few years working in that capacity for Alteryx. But this is a new gig for me. I'm an avid podcast listener myself, so I jumped at the opportunity to host this episode. And we'll see, maybe I'll get to do a little bit more in the future. My guest today is actually the first person I met when I joined Alteryx in 2018. His name is Ian Wiggins, and we started on the exact same day. We worked together to revamp and produce the interactive lessons on community, Ian doing the heavy lifting of researching and writing, while I tried to make sense of all of his notes and do the video production and motion graphics, trying to explain these concepts that were new to the both of us. Ian is a great friend and colleague, and has what I think is a pretty incredible perspective on how he approaches teaching, the concepts necessary for data analytics, and data science. He's now the senior content developer for the Sparks program. In this conversation, we talk a bit about our shared history at Alteryx, how he came into the world of data analytics, and how Sparked is broadening the talent pipeline into the tech and analytics industry. So without further ado, Ian Wiggins, welcome to the podcast. Thank you for being my guest today. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here. So before we get into all the questions, Ian, and uh, the conversation about Sparked and everything that you do for Alteryx, um, just give the listeners just a brief introduction to who you are. Where do you come from? What do you do? What do you like to do? Sure. So Ian Wiggins, I currently work on the Spark team as a senior curriculum developer, which means I make educational materials for our Spark program at Alteryx. I'm from Lafayette, Louisiana, so the heart of Cajun country. You can do a mean Cajun accent sometimes, especially whenever I'm very tired. I've been with Alteryx for about three and a half years. I'm a big fan of Arsenal FC, so English Premier League soccer. Big fan of them. Obviously, LSU football, just being a product of where I'm from. Uh, so I do like sports. I also enjoy craft beer. Yeah, so Ian, like we started at the same time at Alteryx. Neither of us had an analytics background per se. I didn't even really have an education teaching background in the way that you did. But it was my job to create you know, motion graphics and all this video production around the concepts that you were trying to teach. So I was kind of learning designer in real time as we were trying to teach it. And I mean, I was super thankful for you being on the team with me because I don't know how you <laughs> managed to pour through all of those textbooks and have all those conversations and just distill everything down because it was thanks to your work and your scripts that I was even able to learn designer at all. Because like those early days, whenever we were prototyping stuff, I remember you like posted video clips on YouTube and all kinds of places and we experimented with embedding them in different ways. And what's the storyline? What's the color scheme? How's the stuff look? Joe and Christine had built an already an impressive library of content, just as far as like the actual concepts and skills they covered. It was pretty incredible. They was just the two of them figuring it out. My only issue with it was that it looked like a PowerPoint sixth grade project. And so the first thing I noticed was like, I love it. It looks bad. Let's fix it and make it look cute for everybody so that it's a little bit of a more of an immersive experience. And we went through a lot of trial and error with the different kinds of software. How do we host it? Is it video? Like, how do we make things interactive? And I showed up thinking, I, I have something to contribute here. Like, I appreciate it. I think it's great and it's very cool. But I definitely have something that I can add in my skill set to, to make it better. And yeah. so, yeah, those early days were very interesting. It, it certainly wasn't a normal introduction to a work environment. You'd disappear into a research hole and come back with just like 
furious <laughs> with how hard it was and it accelerated over time but i feel like those first few weeks and months was like kind of rough wrapping your head around everything oh yeah everything i wrote christine would just throw it away and she said it sounds like somebody who doesn't know how to use our product and i was like yeah because i don't <laughs> <laughs> exactly so back in the day, you were the one who had to read all the books and figure out this whole thing called data analytics and data science to figure out how to teach all these super complicated topics to lay folks who were taking our courses. And then I made the pictures move. How did you find your way into instructional design? And I kind of want to get into why this area is interesting to you. Like you said, you work on the Spark team, which is focused on bringing data science and analytics to you know a younger crowd, to, to beginners, to students. What about that do you like? And what are you passionate about when it comes to instructional design? Sure. Uh, I went to school and I got a, a psychology degree with a minor in history. So those are not the greatest job getting degrees that you can attain. But the things that I learned there were how humans learn and how to summarize and write up events and sort of parse truth from various perspectives. So those you can see, like they're going to come in handy later down the road. So, you know, started out with uh, just a local job in the oil field. I live in Louisiana. That's where I'm from. Oil field is really big here. So got a job, just a random job. And eventually, uh, after Deepwater Horizon in 2009, which was uh, an offshore oil rig that had a blowout, they had a significant spillage of oil into the Gulf of Mexico, and some people lost their lives, and it had a huge spillage that affected wildlife and had biological contaminants for a long time thereafter. The regulations around training got a lot more strict. So all these oil companies needed a bigger training department. And so I saw that as a great opportunity to get a better job and actually use things that I was interested in. So the training departments in those scenarios tend to be much more no see and do. It's about performing an action, a skilled behavior. Uh, so that was an interesting challenge, working on oil field equipment and teaching people how to be safe with it and how to troubleshoot it. And from there, I joined a healthcare company and from that side, it was a very different perspective. We were much more concerned with change management, rolling out things in, from an HR perspective to our employees, but also working with medical professionals on their accreditation. It was a very different sort of a regulatory training. Um, I ended up moving to Colorado. I found Altrix and joined there. So I didn't really know anything about analytics whenever I joined. I had been exposed to linear regressions and one-way ANOVAs in college, but that was about it. So. I was very upfront. I knew how to make e-learnings. I knew how to make training material. I was not familiar with analytics and they actually told me that was a good thing. So they wanted me to be a guinea pig and test out our software and see how easy it is to learn. So uh, many grounds later, I do think I'm okay designer user and uh, here we all are. So now you made it your way into Sparked, which is a little bit different from Academy in that just the focus is different. So I was wondering if you could maybe explain what you feel are the differences between writing content or developing content for Academy and the interactive lessons we have in community versus what you do now with the Sparked program. Sure. Uh, so straight away, the biggest difference is the audience, right? So our Academy lessons, whenever I joined, they were described as people are seeking how to accomplish something in designer. So somebody may get stuck in a workflow or they're, you know, they're working and on their lunch break or while they're trying to figure it out, they'll head to community and they'll take a lesson and see if it helps. Those lessons are a lot more targeted. They're a lot more given input A, we go to configuring tool B and then we get output C. 
the stuff that we're making for the Sparked audience is meant for an academic setting. So first of all, it's tool agnostic for the most part. So we don't really mention designer. We don't really mention Alteryx for that matter. We use our, our brand colors, but that's about as far as we go. So everything that we do there is meant to expose young learners or career changers to new concepts, new items. So it's not how to achieve a task. It's exposure to an idea. It's not about your particular environment. It's about the greater landscape. Um, whenever I joined, not having that strong analytic background, I'd hear all these terms. And we get a lot of jargon and lingo in data analytics, especially in the tech space around it. You're hearing about databases, and there's these SQL and NoSQL and relational and a Hadoop framework. And, a, you know, we're working with Hive and Postgres and all these different things, right? You know, we're going to parse this stuff using regex, and we're going to have some SQL code and all these things. And I didn't know what they were. And so I'd go try to look them up on Wikipedia and it was dead end after dead end. And I would give it my best attempt. I'd find articles, I'd try to look it up, but it was always some angry looking Greek formula, some giant summary of <laughs> here's how this works. And so it just was like opaque. So I'd have to give up, go find somebody else in the Broomfield office and beg them for 10 minutes to explain to me this concept that I just wasn't getting. So in, in the Spark lessons that we're putting out there, it really is a collection of years of stumbling around and trying to piece together this greater landscape. It's not just designer. It's what are the databases? What are the rules around it? What's the ethics that go into this stuff? All the different data types and some of the different languages and formats and even cloud technologies, right? That's a big burgeoning thing and it's big and scary and we're doing virtual machines now. It's not even standard hardware. So yeah, this is meant to be a, an actual gentle introduction into all those concepts. That's great. I remember I came to Alteryx and even just working in tech from a very random background, like my education is in animation and design. And I just remember feeling the same way where when I was in school, people were wanting to know what's the latest software, like how do I learn Maya and how do I learn like the latest very tool specific techniques. But the professors were like, y'all have to take a step back. This is not about a software. This is about design. This is about a concept. This is about color theory. And it's all about having taste and a sense of like problem solving. So I've always found that to be an interesting parallel coming to Alteryx where working in designer, you kind of have to have those soft skills around understanding how to ask the right question and like what is the business solution that you're trying to achieve and then working backwards into the, the right tool that you want or like the right algorithm that you need or something like that. Yeah, that's a great point. That's something that in the academy side, again, there were very how-to and very designer-centric lessons that we were building, but it's very possible to kind of overshoot so taking all of those lessons doesn't make you a good designer user. There's something more innate, I guess, or there's something more to it where a creative problem solving and a recognition of a use case and an understanding. So, you know, it's something that we get into a lot with the, the certification team. And a lot of people take the core certification and they get disappointed if they don't pass it. And they say, I've, I've been using designer for two years. What do you mean I'm not core certified? And certification stance on that is it's not a, an entry-level certification. It's a mastery of the core functionality of using designer. It's, a, it's about being fluent. And so mm -hmm. that fluency is what allows you to be a creative problem solver. And that's what you were talking about with the color theory, right? We're not teaching you just how to use a tool. We're also enabling you to become a creative problem solver. And I know Claire McCullough has come on the podcast in the past and talked about it's her creative outlet. 
this is that she doesn't consider herself a creative person, but this is a great chance for her to become creative. And there, there really is something like artistic to, to building out a workflow that everybody solves it a different way. And the weekly challenges are a great way to highlight that. But it's some of it is going to be your skill, your strategy that you bring to the party. And then the rest of it is finding the right tool to enable you. And that's designer. Yeah, but I want to take a step back actually a little bit working in training on Academy, now in Sparked. There is this kind of starting point, but that starting point is actually not zero. Our old boss used to talk about there was a gap between 0% and then where designer starts. And so even starting at designer level one, you have to have a lot of knowledge around computer literacy, basic skills, um, basic educational concepts that aren't necessarily obvious or available to everyone. And I know that's something that you're quite passionate about. So can you just talk to me a little bit about how you approach your audience? What kind of expectations do you have for them and what level do they even need to be at to even get started with data analytics and designer training? You mentioned two things that resonate with me, so I'll I'll take them in turn. So the first was when I was that guinea pig that first started on the academy team, everyone said how easy designer is to use. This is the easiest tool. It's so easy. It saves you hours. It's so easy. And so I thought, okay, I'm the guinea pig. I'm going to try and figure this out without any help. I don't want to ask anybody how to use this. I'm just going to try to solve these things. And I faced this very real challenge where I knew exactly what I wanted to do, but I didn't know what it was called, and I didn't know which tool did that. And so it was incredibly frustrating to click through 270 different tools, and you'd come across these ones, and you say, I don't really understand how this is different from that one. And one of the things that I learned really quickly is there's a very specific vocabulary. Parsing is not the same thing as sorting or filtering. And you can make an argument that colloquially, we just use those in natural language to roughly mean the same thing, right? Parse through these files, filter through these files, sort through these files, etc. right? So that's a very real thing for me. And I did not find it easy. And I've come to realize, you know, compared to learning Python or full-blown language, it is much easier, but it's not easy. I'm sure marketing won't like me saying that, but, um, (laughs) you know, I I did not find it easy. There's a real challenge to learning how to do this, how to use it well. So the other part you brought up there was a a need for computer literacy. And I think this is one that it's very easy to overlook, right? We work with computers all day, every day. We've been working with it for most of our lives, especially in the younger generations. It's easy to forget that not everyone has internet access. Not everyone has access to a, to a, full-blown computer. A lot of people just do stuff from their phone or tablet or don't have it all. And so when we're building out like the Sparked materials, I think it's very important that we include some level of computer literacy. So that way we're not just skipping over it, right? Like this is meant to be a reflection of stumbling around for years and piecing it all together and putting it all in one spot. It's very near and dear to me because like I said, I'm from Louisiana. I currently live in Louisiana. And we're dominated by oil and gas. And I look around at the folks here and most of them don't realize that data analytics is a possible career. They don't realize that they could do data analytics. It's you tend to just fall into whatever your family did. And my dad worked for this company and I'm going to work for that company. And you just keep going. And not that there's anything wrong with that, but opening up new possibilities and showing people that it's an option I think that's the first step. And so exposure is, again, the key term that you'll hear from us in Spark is we want to expose people to the possibilities, whether that's using designer or not. Yeah, I love that. It's 
something that I hadn't really thought about until we started talking more deeply about this. When Sparked started, I thought the idea was great, going into colleges, going into high school, getting people trained up in analytics so that it, there could be a better pipeline to places like Altrix. But I don't think I appreciated just how fundamental this gets from like a social good and social justice perspective that really our campaign right now for Altrix is analytics for all. What does analytics for all truly mean? And do we actually mean that? Do we really mean for all or do we just mean for people who are college educated, who have a tech background, who have access to a lot of resources? So I think it's really powerful and really important that you have a focus on that to actually bring people into the pipeline that never would have had an opportunity or didn't even know that pipeline existed in the first place. Yeah, it's opening up a new route, a new possibility. It's easy to think that statistics or analytics are something that somebody with a tie does somewhere else in some sort of basement. And we go off and we crunch the numbers. But in reality, like these skill sets, they serve you well at just in living your everyday life, right? Like maybe you're a nerd like me and you calculate your gas mileage while you're driving around. But even if you're not that bad, it really is decision-making life skills. Like it, it really is about your ability to interpret data. So you're not taking a news reporter's word for it. You can look at the data yourself and you have the ability to take the raw data and understand it with a nuance that is important. It's somewhat popular to think, oh, life was much simpler 100 years ago or 200 years ago. I think some of it is just taking for granted that what's important has shifted, right? What is it, what's important for a person to know to live and survive has shifted. I don't need to know how to make a fire. It's just not that important for me, right? I have various other things that can make fire for me. In that same way, as things are shifting, being able to make decisions with data is one of the key skills going forward, right? That's going to be more critical, not less critical. We hear a lot of times folks in, in non-data analytics roles saying, why do I need Alteryx? Or why do I need to learn about data analytics? It's everything from an HR employee satisfaction survey to your supply chain and how much inventory you need to keep in your store. It's not just reserved for hardcore numbers or accounting or finance. Yeah. The question popped into my head. What would your advice be to like to a kid who's wanting to get into the field? Like, how to, from your perspective as a as someone who's teaching this stuff? It's a great question. No, number one, I'd say be open to learning. Right? If you're not open to learning new things, you're gonna have a tough time of it. So you, you've got to be open to thinking in different ways. Let's again back to my initial guinea pig stage with designer. I didn't understand why you couldn't just grab a couple of cells and transpose those. Why did my whole data set have to go through this process? So, you know, be open to it. And then from there, I'd say, ask people. Wrote a blog somewhere on the community. It's somewhere in the dregs. But every data scientist, like proper data scientist that I've gone up to and asked and said, hey, be patient with me. I'm going to ask you this. You might have to repeat it. They have been nothing but generous with their time and information. And that's something that I haven't seen in other industries. In the oil field or in healthcare, a lot of times people were very stingy with information because they felt like you were going to replace them. Or if some more people knew what they did, that they'd become less valuable in some way. Data analytics folks, on the other hand, they are very generous. They want you to learn it and they want you to add things. They want you to challenge them. And that's so being open to that and talking to other people that are in it, living it. Community is a great way to do that. Professors and other more seniors, there's data thons, there's all sorts of things. Engage, try it, go for it. 
Yeah, I'll let you say that. I That is quite true. I think data science has this history of open source and a lot of coming together and throwing out ideas and trying to solve problems. Like I figured out this cool thing, like I'm sitting here in a court, like by myself, having, like, having a moment of an epiphany and I just want to share it with somebody so bad. Whenever you're introducing this stuff, especially in an academic environment, we don't want to make kids frustrated. That sounds horrible. We don't want your first interaction to be bad. So it's definitely leans a lot more towards the joy side of it. And that's a key component of getting people to embrace data analytics is not only knowing that it exists in that exposure component, but thinking that I can do it. Me personally, I have the capacity and the desire to do this right for a living or just in my free time or personally. It's a critical component is taking away. I am the person to do this not somebody in a room, not sending it to IT, me, I can do it. And that's a lot of our users and designer, it's one of their favorite things to talk about is how it's their superpower. They, all of a sudden they can do things that they weren't able to. And that's, it's great. You, so you just recently completed and published a course called Data Essentials. So can you talk a little bit about like the concepts that you run through in that course? Sure. So it's coming out in installments, so it's not complete, but right now we've got four of seven modules. So Data Essentials is meant to be seven interactive lessons in total, and four of those are live right now. So in the first one, it's really meant to just introduce the concept of data analytics and why it's important and why you would want to learn it. Um, It's a great life skill to have. There's also lots of job opportunities. These aren't going away and they're in every department and every industry. The second one is about defining data. So data comes in loads of forms. It's not just numeric data and crunching the numbers. We've got images and videos and all sorts of things that constitute data now. So going into that, a crash course in what is data. The third lesson goes into devices and data. So this one is really some more of that computer literacy. So we talk a little bit about some of the key hardware like CPU and RAM and storage. We also get into sort of operating systems and what's a GUI and all that sort of stuff. And we finish it off with some programming languages. So, you know, a lot of kids, their concept of programming might come from something like the matrix or seeing somebody hack into something, but all these fancy little great graphics All computer languages are not the same. They are not interchangeable and they have different purposes. And that's what we get into in that lesson. Uh, The fourth one and the most recently released is Data Basics. Very proud of that title, Database Basics. (laughs) Um, And so we kind of go into what is a database? How is it different from flat files, relational databases, non-relational databases? What's the difference? We touch on data warehouses and data lakes at the very end just to wrap up those concepts and you know, so they're not these mystical words just floating out there. So in the works, we've still got one on data in the cloud. So that's all sorts of stuff. We get into how the internet works a little bit. Yeah, it's good stuff, especially if you've got Altric server running somewhere. Um, the sixth lesson will be an intro into data analytics. So why do we cleanse data? What's going on there? How do we do it? And even a little bit about artificial intelligence. And we'll wrap things up with the seventh lesson on ethics. So it's just because you have access to data does not mean you get to use that data. And you know, you've got to keep it safe and that that burdens on you. So yeah, it's a pretty comprehensive tour of all things data. If you look at it from an Alteryx designer perspective, you may be thinking like, woof, we really went out on a limb there. (laughs) But all of these things do mesh up, right? And if you think about them in a greater context, it's 
okay, we're talking about port protocols and what is SSL. How did we get to that? And so if we're working with just somebody who's not terribly familiar with computers, we're really trying to just provide you with a blanket of information. And then from there, you can look it up and feel empowered to go on and keep studying. That's fantastic. From the most basics, like what is a computer to the bleeding edge, data lakes, warehouses, cloud. It's impressive. <laughs> You're able to get all of that in into to one course. I'm sure that has not been an easy undertaking. It has not. It's very overwhelming at times and you eat the elephant one bite at a time. One of the things that, that is very interesting is we've loosely grouped these concepts together and put them into lessons, but we very much anticipate those being unpacked in an academic mm -hmm. setting because just sitting through one of these, you know, they're all around 30 minutes each, but sitting through them in one sitting is tough. It's very dense. There's a lot of information. So, you know, they're meant to be rewatchable. They're meant to be independently chunked. So you, you can take a look at a section, leave it alone, come back later, take a look at the next section and just pull up the parts that you want. So and, yeah, and guided too, right? Compared to Academy or just the doing your weekly challenges on community. These are not necessarily, but can be very easily put into a classroom where you have a teacher who actually is taking you step by step and stopping and pausing and giving some more context and things. Absolutely. And we're building out some of those sort of activities, some of those assessments, some of the extra things that you can go into. So Eric is a colleague of mine, built out an entire lesson on how does binary work. And so that's meant to accompany that defining data and what's going on here. And once you learn how to read binary and base two, it makes a lot of the numbers that you tend to see a lot more familiar, right? Like where's this 256 bit coming from and what's all this stuff? It's not vital that you know it, but it's there. And it's there yeah. if educators want to use it, it's all written out and it's chop and change, but all of these things are independent. So if you want to skip a lesson and it's not for you, you don't need it to move on to the next one. If you don't have that background, definitely take it, but they are meant to be independent as well. Part of why I joined Sparked is because I see it as a way to get people involved that normally wouldn't have had that chance. So if we can get analytics and problem solving into schools, I think that's only going to help the next generation. And we hear that from our customers as well. They're looking for people who know how to use designer, but they're also just looking for people who know how to solve business problems, right? You can get trained up in how to use a tool. It doesn't mean that you can use it effectively. And so that's what we keep hearing. We'd love it if they came in on day one and knew how to do this stuff. Universities have a vested interest in getting their students hired, getting them jobs. That's a big reason why students go to college, but it also means alumni money. And students want to get jobs, right? That's a big part of going to college. You want to learn things so you can apply them and make a better life for yourself. So by providing, connecting the dots with our training, the students win because they get a valuable skill. The universities win because they're getting almost guaranteed placement for their students. And the companies win because they're getting people who know how to do the things they need on day one. So it's a great symbiotic relationship that sort of reinforces itself. I really love this stuff that you guys are doing as far as bringing more people into that pipeline. We hear in tech a lot that it's not the most diverse place in the world. And the excuse you often hear is that we only can find people who have a certain background from certain schools to do the work that we need to do. So I think it's really awesome and admirable that the whole mission of Sparked is to broaden that net of people who can pot up into our little tech world. Absolutely. <laughs> There's no reason more people can't do this except exposure and we're going to take that away we're going to we're going to make people know this is available this is free you can do it right you walk away knowing this is an option for you a viable mm -hmm. option 
Uh, is there anything else you'd want to say in the last minute or so we have recording? One of our slogans when we were at Academy is never stop learning. And it definitely applies. If you're looking at a career in data analytics or you're just trying to learn designer, there's definitely struggles and that frustration is going to be real at certain points, but it's important to keep learning. New skill sets open up new possibilities and advanced certification is a great example of that where people say, I don't need all those tool palettes. I don't use them in my daily work. But once you learn them, all of a sudden you open up a lot more doors about how you can enrich your current work or new things that you can do that you couldn't do before. And that's super important, no matter where you are. If you're just coming out of high school or if you're 50 and looking to retire soon, it's important to stay active and keep learning and keep pushing yourself to, to gain new skills. You never quite know what's going to be useful in the future. So giving yourself as many tools as you can possibly do, you're only doing yourself a favor. Don't tell anyone this, but I'm not even advanced certified at this point. Yeah, I, I never quite got there. So there's definitely a lot of room for me to grow, but it was mostly thanks to you and thanks to the content and the hard work that you put in that I was even able to grasp any of these concepts at all. So definitely appreciate your work there. Well, Ian, thank you so much for your time. It's been super fun chatting with you. Thank you for being my first guest. I thought it was fun to have the first person I ever met at Alteryx be my first podcast guest. So thanks for putting up with me and my fumbling around. My pleasure. But thanks you, for having me. Yeah, you've been wonderful. And I hope you have a great rest of your day. Hey, you too. Thanks for listening. To learn more about the Sparked program, check out alteryx.com slash sparked. As of this recording, the first four lessons of the new Data Essentials Interactive course can be found on the Alteryx community. The content is amazing and the modules are free, so check them out. Links are in our show notes at community.alteryx.com podcast. Catch you next time. third day of work it was halloween and my shoe broke open so i had to go to dick's and ironside <laughs> and buy some new shoes i do remember that so i wore some leather shoes that i had for a while and the they just became unstuck and so the top part just flapped open it really did look like one of those puppets where the mouth like flaps open and the sole of the shoe was the lower jaw and so i was just walking around the office and asked for some tape but we didn't have any I wasn't going to try and staple leather, so I just <laughs> took off and went on my lunch break to, to buy a new pair of shoes.